0: Welcome to Blog Sheep Rebranded with your host, Rick Sherwood. With insights that come from his years as a psychotherapist and his many life experiences, Rick discusses today's issues and how they can affect our mental well-being. Nothing is off limits. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook with Sheep Rebranded. Email us, Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com or Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what he talks about today. Good afternoon, December 22nd. It is the Friday before Christmas. It is the Friday before, for a lot of people, they get a week's holidays or a few days holidays anyhow. Welcome to your Friday. Welcome to uh, another one of our Good News Friday posts uh today is december 22nd as i noted it is my brother doug's birthday i wish him a happy birthday i hope that he is having a good day i know that he's actually not having a great birthday because it is also the day that my uh mother has been uh moved into palliative care and so uh unfortunately as they say the world does spin on whether we like it to or not and um uh, you know my mom is definitely going to be missed. My, my mom speaks through me in all of these podcasts. We we met this morning uh, with a, a couple who are um, uh, fans of, of this podcast and fans of, of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to put out. And so um, through a combination of events, we, uh, we went out for breakfast uh, with these people and we had a lovely time. Um, up at a little diner outside of Listowel, it was it was absolutely lovely. Picked up some baked goods, and uh, you know, and then uh, heard some news about my mom. And again, it's uh, it's a true heartbreak. However, uh, it is the destination for every living creature on this planet eventually. And so, in this Christmas season, please, everyone, remember we do not know. How many more days, how many more months, how many more weeks we have left. And so if you open your mouth and if you say to somebody, I don't like you or I don't care or please get out of my life. They very well may get out of your life and you may never be able to have those chance to take those words back. So moving on from what is going on in the life of moi. Um and uh, the life of uh, Rebecca and Sherry and everybody else here. Let's see here. Romania. There has been a stubby, study. Fubby. That's because uh, I was going to the fubbing. Fubbing is a combination of the words um, for you to be using a phone while you're ignoring. So your phone snubbing somebody because you're putting your priority into the phone versus into the people in front of you. Well, guess what, folks? Lo and behold, shocker. They found that the people who are on their phone are actually lonely and depressed, versus the person that they're actually f- snubbing, and so the fubbing is uh, you know what what people feel um, when when they are being ignored for for people who are on their their devices, and uh, it, ironically, it's not the person on the on the phone or on the device that is generally you know acknowledging a higher degree of satisfaction in the light in the world. It is the person who is on their phone, the person who needs that continuous input, that that continuous sensation, that immediate gratification, and all things that coming with smartphones. So uh, there's a lot of really cool research that I've been reading lately on uh, smartphones, on devices, on what it's doing to kids, what it's doing for delayed gratification, what it's doing for our attention span, and none of this information, folks, is good, and yet. As I said, here's another bit of research. So this Christmas, please do yourselves a favor and put the phone away. Check it at the door. Leave it in your coat pocket. Do something else with it. If you're going to get it out, get it out only because you are exercising some sort of direct interaction that is needed at that time. But please, otherwise, park it. Leave it alone and uh, move along. Maybe you might like to actually talk to the people around you. You might find that you like them. Maybe you'll find that you don't. But folks, give it a try. Interesting. Another interesting fact out of, out of uh, uh, geology. Ge- anybody who knows me knows that I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by jo- rocks, uh, fault lines, the geology of this planet, all of the, the wonderful things that uh, make up this big ball of ours. And uh, they have recently discovered that there's a 72-kilometer fault line on Vancouver Island. And um, so you're going to say, well, what's the matter? There's a thing called the Ring of Fire. It goes around the Pacific. And so there's fault lines all around the edge of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so the west coast of North America from Alaska all the way down uh, into, into Mexico. There are fault lines. And then the fault lines go across around uh, basically where the equator is, a little bit north of the equator through the Hawaiian Islands, over into Asia and up and around and, and go up through uh, uh all the countries of the makeup Asia, such as Japan, um, which we know that they had a huge uh, tsunami and a huge earthquake uh, a number of years ago. And it is because of that tsunami in Japan that this is so so fascinating and so important for researchers. So if you're going to plan to build such as a nuclear power generating station like the Japanese did and you build it on a fault line and you, you build it where there's going to be uh, you know potential tsunamis, which again have happened. We've lived through it, folks. So again, it's good science trying to save us. Let's see if the people who are smart enough to actually go, we shouldn't be doing that. What we should be doing is something completely different. Now, another interesting thing. Uh, This has happened in Yellowstone, uh, so in in, uh, northwestern... Uh, Wyoming where Yellowstone is they re- they released a group of well uh, wolves uh, uh, a number of years ago and uh, those wo- wolves have done a, a great job of actually stabilizing the animal population by being a, a, a predator that goes out there and 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 helps to ensure the health of herds the health of of all other animals because you know basically the weak animals are are eight and uh the stronger animals survive, and those are the ones that go on to make babies, and and so on. Well, guess what, folks? In the in the Colorado Rockies, they have released five gray wolves, and they are planning on doing more of this uh, in the next uh, couple of years. Again, they all have radio collars, so they will be tracked for a long time. But one of the most beautiful things about this is, again, it's about trying to to create balance back in nature that uh, we as people took out of balance and so what we did is we hunted and hunted uh to near extinction and uh so what uh, what this is doing is it's taking the people and saying um you know what maybe there's other critters out there that are just as important as us and so again kind of a cool program i always think whenever this just popped into my head and so rebecca's looking at me you're going you're going in a different direction um uh, california condor i'd love to know more about that so that's going to pop into my head because Back years ago, back in the nineties, they did a lot of work to try to preserve and 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 um, increase the population of the California condor, which is a massive, massive bird that lives along the, the the coastline of California. And so i should I should see that might be for next Friday. Who knows? Um, another interesting thing in history that has come up is a, a dinosaur tusk. Seven feet long. It's interesting because it was actually found in a coal mine in North Dakota. And so this uh, is part of a mammoth skeleton. Uh, The one tusk that they found uh, completely intact was seven feet long. Uh, A team of paleontologists uncovered more than 20 bones from the mammoth in total. And uh, this is one of the most complete mammoth skeletons discovered in North Dakota. And so they are going about trying to see if there's any more bones in that general area and uh, see if they can uh, bring this this skeleton back together to to show us and, and for us to learn and see what lived on this planet before us. Now here's one that's going to be a little bit gross. All right. So seriously, Christmas dinner is coming. Everybody knows what they're gonna be doing after they eat. They're gonna go sit in the couch and they're gonna, go, oh I'm so full. Okay, well, after you're done eating, then eventually you're gonna make your way to a toilet. Well guess what? California is set to become the second state to okay turning wastewater into drinking water. That is correct, folks. So your supertime beer fest of uh, for Super Bowl, uh, all those trips to the toilet. Uh, all the other stuff that comes with uh, going to the washroom—they uh, have actually approved because California has such a a, a a precarious relationship with water. If you've ever been to California, they have um, basically two mountain ranges: uh, the the Sierra Nevadas and then the coastal mountains. And so the, the inland uh, mountain range uh, that runs north-south uh, along the state and it borders Utah and it borders uh, uh, um, Nevada. It borders um, Arizona. Uh, it, so like it's a rather long mountain chain. I was just trying to picture in my mind. Uh, but that mountain chain is inland. And then there's the coastal mountains. Well, between those two mountain ranges is... The Delta, it is basically and it is uh, just this massive like thousand plus mile long valley that at one point was underwater, was ocean floor. And at one time, geologically, it uh, it is and was the breadbasket to much of North America. And it still is to this day. That land there is so incredibly fertile. The problem is, is, is drought and water. And so, again, if you drive through California, you see the California aqueducts and you see all the management of water. And, and you have to, if you look at a map, Sacramento, if you look at where Sacramento is and if you look at where Stockton, California is, both of those are inland a long ways. And if you look at a map, you're going to see a mountain range between the Pacific Ocean and those two cities. But both of those cities actually have ocean liner freighters uh predominantly uh bulk carrying freighters actually come into the port of Stockton and the port of S- Sacramento all that way inland and they do it through this area called the delta and uh and so throughout this valley All of this mountain water runs down. So all the the snow from the Sierra Nevadas, all that water runs down into the valleys. California has aqueducts everywhere. They have dams. They have all kinds of places where they catch water. And also one of the things that they do is they have this huge river system, right? Because, again, if the water comes down, eventually it's got to make its way out of the valley. And so it does that through these rivers. And uh, so what they are doing is, despite the fact that you would think with all that snow and with all the things, uh, but they do have droughts and they have had some significant droughts uh, later, like uh, fairly recently. And um, some of those droughts uh, showed the how precarious California is and how precarious the agriculture of California is. And so one of the things that they want to do is find ways to keep all of the water in the state that they can and not see it all f- flow out to the Pacific Ocean. So what they are looking at doing is building sewage treatment plants that the whole process is to take the water that you flush down your toilet, the water that you flush down your drain, the fl- the, the bath water, the shower water, and it will all be getting reused and it will be getting purified and it will be pumped back into the drinking water system of your local municipality and so as I said California has authorized this and it is only the second state to do so um Colorado is the other state that already does this and again Colorado if you uh look at it pretty much everything east of Denver is a high desert type of climate they don't get a lot of rain they don't get a lot a lot of the snowfall a lot of the rain falls in the in the mountains on the on the west side uh, before you get to Denver and so again uh, there's a lot of water problems a lot of water issues in some places where people think that there is this abundance of agriculture or, or farming or cattle ranching and it is quite precarious people And so, uh, you will all be able to say that you have something in common with the people who have lived on the international space station for the last number of years, because they have also, believe it or not, they have been recycling their water for years and years and years. And so what they pee out, they eventually drink back in and apparently it's good enough for NASA. So now it's good enough for all of us. One last, um, interesting thing. And again, uh, it's close to my heart. Uh, first of all, it's an area where I did a lot of work when I when I first graduated um, from university in 2010, and that was working in long term care and working with the complexities of Alzheimer's and dementia. And so there is some really interesting new research uh, where people are, uh, you know, again trying to understand how do some people get Alzheimer's or. Uh, vascular dementia is a little bit better understood but still again how does it happen how do we combat it what do we do and uh, some university of washington led research found that microglia which is a uh, uh, cells that are naturally in your brain and those cells are basically the the waste management team that uh, moving around your brain all the time and this microglia uh, is always clearing away the waste and preserving the the normal brain function by making sure that what's happening is that, you know, basically it's kind of like our liver and our kidneys, right? That's filtering out all the bad stuff over to our, our body. Well, this microglia does that for our brains. And what they have found is that the microglia, for whatever reason, Um, becomes overly aggressive uh, in folks with Alzheimer's disease. And it is actually part of what is taking cells away from our brains. So it's not actually doing what it's supposed to, which is only remove the garbage. It is kind of whittling away at our brain itself. And so again, they're they're trying to figure out the the proper balance and they're trying to figure out, but they have at least now found a new thing to narrow down in uh, when it comes to to brain health, uh, because again, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, all the the things that go with that is such an incredibly, incredibly sad disease. And I worked with literally hundreds and hundreds of families over my years working in long term care, who had uh, loved ones who were were you know struggling with trying to understand how they're. Family had uh, changed so much. How they had forgotten so much. How they were still kind of themselves, and yet they were such a different person. And it was really, uh, really a life-altering experience that I went through. And uh, now having my 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 mom at the end stages, very very end stages of her life, all related to uh, to uh, vascular dementia. Again, it, it is an incredibly incredibly sad uh, reality for so many people on this planet that they have to uh, watch their loved ones fade and change. And uh, again, what else do I say? What else do I say before Christmas other than the fact that uh, kudos to these researchers who continue to work and continue to strive to find and understand how our brains really truly work. Because believe it or not, folks, it is a pretty dynamic organ up there. And uh, what y'all are doing and you don't even think about it and our brains are just kind of doing all the necessary things, pumping our hearts and working out the, the process of cleaning away the garbage that we put in ourselves and getting our kidneys and, our, and our, all of our body to do the cool things that it's supposed to do so that we can go on the next day. And uh, so often we are just polluting that body with chemicals and lifes and, and, and uh, pastries and stuff that truly do we need it. No. Is it good? Yes. Hence it leads to vascular dementia because that's just a a fancy way of saying that, you know what, uh, the little tiny capillaries, the little tiny, tiny veins in your brain are dying off. And so, uh, again, for these people, when those things die off, instead of it being good, healthy tissue that's left, this uh, microglia is supposed to be in there doing its thing and it does not do its thing. What it's doing is uh, something quite opposite. And so, uh, yeah. So, Rebecca, coming into Christmas, what, um, what are you feeling about um, what this year has brought? Apparently, this is our 91st podcast, folks, today uh and we will be doing a podcast on monday and we will actually be doing it on monday on uh, christmas day uh that's one of the beauties of having a studio in uh in the home in our office having everything all on the same property so it really isn't a long ways for us to go to work to work for a few hours on uh, on christmas day and it's something that we thoroughly enjoy doing so uh but here how about i shut up i asked rebecca a question so miss rebecca how are you uh, doing and how are you prepped for, uh, for this Christmas? This Christmas, I think it's going to look a little bit different. My mindset seems to be in a different place. I'm, I'm making stained glass gifts for people. And instead of trying to focus on getting them done, I'm, I have to learn to focus on the process. So that's a bit different. I'm trying to slow things down a bit for myself. And it's actually more enjoyable and results in a much better product. So I have yet to finish my big project and hopefully I will get that done. So again, everyone from, uh, for myself, from Rebecca, um, from Sherry, who, who couldn't be here. Otherwise, uh, we will get her on a podcast, uh, next week, uh, maybe even Christmas day. We'll see. Um, but from everybody, everybody right here at Black Sheep Rebranded, uh, and and for everybody that uh, that tunes in, all of our therapy clients, all of our podcast uh, listeners around the world. I think what we're in twenty nine countries now. You said, Rebecca? Yes, twenty nine countries. And um, and yeah, so uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and Rebecca, you got Merry Christmas, everyone, and have a happy New Year. You know, we'll talk to you before then. Alrighty, everyone, stay safe. And we will get back to you all very, very soon. Hey, everyone. Again, it's Rick Sherwood here. Thank you very much for tuning into our podcast. Thank you for, for making them as popular as they are um, with our ever-increasing countries that we're in and a uh, number of listeners. Again, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. All the information here is proprietary, and we do hope that uh, everyone will have themselves a safe and happy holidays. It can be a stressful time for people. If you are having some struggles, please do not be too proud to reach out and talk to someone. If you're not sure where to go, please contact us and we will uh, help you get some help uh, to discuss what you need. And so again, everybody here at Black Sheep, myself, Rebecca, Sherry, and all the other people that make this podcast happen, again, thanks.